Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. Hey, guys, do you see something in the... Oh, nope, never mind. It's just a power outlet. I Eyes are playing tricks on me. How's everybody doing tonight? We just finished up Porky's. <laughs> it's just a what? An outlet? I tried to... I was going to reach for it, but it's just a power, power outlet. outlet. It's nothing. There's nothing sticking out? going to try to get a good grip. <laughs> Nice. Oh, word. Just about unplugged the computer. It was kind of embarrassing. Gotcha. Mm. Mm. Put some mm. soap on it. That was, uh, that was a reach, Dan. Hey, so uh, Bob Clark. He jumped right into it. Yeah, man, Bob Clark. <laughs> Around. Classic director of uh, Christmas Story and Black Christmas. Uh, in between, made a comedy classic called Porky's. Mm. I didn't think I could think less of him, but here we are. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Hey, George, how you doing tonight, man? Uh, Movie aside. Uh, Pretty good. Travis, how you hanging on, man? I'm hanging in there. Are you going to throttle George if he didn't like your movie? I don't know. Mm. We'll see. Well, if you have have an apple in one of those turning cooker things... uh, you could give him a true Porky's farewell. <laughs> I've I've page and a half you, of notes. You so. guys gonna roast me? Ooh, slow roasted. I don't even know if Dan likes this movie. Probably not. Why would you presume that I wouldn't like a movie that has no plot? And uh <laughs> <laughs> kinda has a plot. Yeah, I mean like the last twenty minutes of it did. Well, the plot was to just yeah, well, yeah, to be crazy, raunchy, uh, tell stories of when he was a child, just like the Christmas story. Yeah, I think uh, I definitely stopped because when after the uh, well, let's just jump right to the end. After (laughs) the end, uh, yeah, after the uh, the racist dad. Like yeah. the son is has the confrontation with the dad, and the son decides he's not going to be racist like mm-hmm. his dad. He'd rather be a queer than be like his dad. I'm like, okay, yeah, good. Racism is bad. I knew that was coming. And then they were like, well, that's kind of the underlining. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah. And then the dude was like, oh my god, I think he's collapsed along. Get an ambulance. We're going to get Porky back. And I stopped and I was like, what time is it? It's an hour and 18 minutes into an hour and 38 minute movie. And we finally have a plot. Yeah. Because 80s. <laughs> it was just, the, it was a formula of, of young sexual comedies that there's a whole string of them from back then. And then I thought... Do I even care about Porky or the dude that he beat up? And I was like, no. No. No, I don't. Yeah. Not even a little bit. So what did you think of it, Dan? I mean, I've seen this before. It's funny. It has funny moments. It has moments that make me laugh. But the thing that I didn't realize until this time was that it is just Christmas story, but with too many characters. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I was I was thinking to myself, mm. it's it's kind of like the sequel to a Christmas story when when Flick and Schwartz and Ralphie and Randy are all grown up in high school. Is this that same you Schwartz? Pull my arms down. Huh? Is this the same Schwartz? It's not the same Schwartz. May the Schwartz be with but you. But the kid the kid in Christmas story was kind of the Schwartz. But it would be pretty in... funny if it turns out that this was the same guy from his like childhood. Right. And this is a story about him when he was twelve, and this is a story about him when he's like nineteen or whatever old. Right. I don't know. I again, it's one of those movies that was. Well, don't don't be defeated, Travis. I'm not defeated. Convince me. I don't think I'm gonna. Oh come on. It, it, no, because once you get set in your ways, it's it. it it's, that is it's not true. Suck, that is movie, not true. So. I have been I have been swayed before. I I've tried the die on hills, and it's just not worth it. Oh please. Come so on. it's like. No, you succeed it's, at dying on the hill. I mean that. No, I didn't die. That, on that part hill. happens. That, that, <laughs> that movie fucking sucked. <laughs> Which? <laughs> that movie sucked. Which movie? It really um, doesn't we're, matter. We're, it, we're this games. could be three or four. The movies. Al- the Australian movie. Yeah. No, nah, you're wrong about that too. I like that movie. Okay, that's fun. Fun movie. I do like the part where the guides chase the naked guys out of the house with a machete. That part's pretty good. <laughs> that part was fun. I was like, man, these guys. It's weird that a bunch of naked guys are hanging out waiting to like line up this for one lady. This That's... movie boils down to four iconic scenes. It's just very weird. It's four iconic scenes. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm listening, bro. I, li- I'm listening. Go ahead. What are the iconic scenes? Actually, let me see if I can guess them. Go ahead. The shower scene. The second most iconic shower scene. Yeah. Okay. Psycho being the first. Right. That's all I got. The principal scene. Which principal's one? office. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. That part I that gets me giggling when they're That is my yeah. f- that is picture thirteen year old Travis watching this movie. Yeah, that okay. was that was pretty funny. This movie was the kind of movie where you waited till your parents went to sleep and you snuck down. You knew it was coming on HBO mm-hmm. and you watched it and you couldn't tape it, you couldn't record it, you had to like look in the TV guide and see when it was coming on and then go down and watch it. Yeah. This was that kind of movie where you weren't allowed to watch it. It's like just wall-to-wall raunchy humor, mm-hmm. nudity, you know, bad. Yeah. I mean, when I saw what it was, what it was rated for, you know, because when you on Amazon Prime, the first thing that they tell you is this is rated this mm-hmm. because of X, Y, Z, and... And this had all the checks. And Z. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, I like all those things. This should <laughs> be a great flick. And then, man, but anyway, yeah, it was like, you know, sex, nudity, uh, violence. I was like, yeah, I'm on board. I think why it was more, I don't know, because it took place in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Like, there were other movies that came out at that time, like American Graffiti, which you probably never seen. Mm hmm. That was the George Lucas movie about this time American period, 80. and they it was it was kind of minus the sex minus, but it was it was still the same kind of you know nights at a at a burger joint, hanging out doing doing stuff. There was another one, uh, Hollywood Nights, came out was kind of a mixture of American Graffiti and this. It wasn't as raunchy as this, but it had the same what kind was it of called? feel. Basically, you think of Happy Days. Okay, no Happy Happy Days. Days. That's a reference that I know. Okay, so Happy Days 
in film form would be American Graffiti. Okay. And then you have like Hollywood Nights, which is kind of like Happy Days, but a little bit like this. A little bit more toilet humor. Okay. A little bit more uh, awareness of, of shitty racist characters. Like it kind of was an in-between. Okay. And then you have this, which is like, there was movies like Private School and Bust and Losing It and Risky Business and, and Revenge of the Nerds, like all these movies that came out that were just inappropriate. Okay. Inappropriate humor, inappropriate nudity, just stuff that was like outlandish Animal House without the class. Like Animal House is 10 times better than this. But that's okay. because it's cla- it, I don't want to say it's classier because it's the same kind of toilet humor, but it's just handled differently. Would you agree with that, Dan? I think it's a better narrative. Same with Revenge of the Nerds. You know, it it just it feels more complete as a as a plot. Yeah. This one, it really does just feel like a guy at a party was like, "Hey, let me tell you four stories from when I was a and that's basically kid. the problem that you have with this movie, yeah. and that's what makes this movie. Charming for some people, mm. not charming in the true sense of the word, but it's 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 important because it's Bob Clark's telling of stories that he collected over time, things that happened, and then he took all those things and accumulated them into some kind of a movie to where uh, basically, uh, what was that show, the Billy Joel uh, uh, Broadway play, Moving Out? where they basically took all of Billy Joel's songs mm. and then they created a play around those songs and the characters would sing these songs that Billy Joel wrote, but they had formed these characters to make it make sense that they were singing certain right. songs. So yes. with this, it's like he has all these stories and pretty much everything in this movie happened. But then there's embellishments and there's stuff that like he took this story from this guy and this story from his own high school and this story mm-hmm. from this and that. And then he kind of put it together in, like you're saying, you finally get the plot later. Porky existed. Like all that, that kind of rest, that kind of a, not rest stop, that kind of uh, gentleman's club. Called it a nightclub, but I think that was really rounding up a little bit. Right. So, oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have one of those near us called, uh, what the hell was that place called in 73? But when the Riviera, when we were younger, Everybody would always just make fun of the Riv. Like it's, it's still there. It's still there. Uh, we had another one. Um, that what part is of gone. the uh, what part of the uh... no maps? No, oh, okay. But it is <laughs> Pennsylvania. The road like, that would take like you to Haddonfield. Just gave up. You're like no maps. It's like okay. It's too windy for the helicopter takeoff. It's yeah, like the end windy. times <laughs> outside here in Kansas City. It's insane. Yeah, you guys are celebrating with tornadoes every every night. <laughs> well, it's like instead of are tornadoes, you... it's just like straight line winds, and there's a giant yeah. like brush fire halfway across Kansas, and it's just covered the entire metro area in the smell of like a, a campfire. <laughs> it's really weird. There's a helicopter. Ooh, very dangerous. You better set that thing down. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, and it, it kind of reminds me of when I used to say working at the movie theater, we always had all these characters that work there, all these things that happened, maybe n- wouldn't make sense in movie form, but they are great stories. And I think that's what he had to work with. If you guys heard that, that was me filling up another glass of wine. Yeah. So, you know, the thing yeah, is, 
we've watched a few comedies on this show. We're not really as consistently into the comedies as we are the other stuff because every time we watch comedy, one of us loves it, one of us is kind of indifferent, and one of us hates it. I think right. universally that's been every comedy except for that's, Wayne's World. That's because Wayne's the World of comedy. Everybody loves Wayne's World. <laughs> But, well, there's plenty of shit to hate in Wayne's World, but we just didn't. Wayne's World was fantastic. <laughs> so you've got Wayne's World, though, where it's a lot of the same stuff. It's like little silly sketches combined into an overarching narrative. The difference is, though, you start from moment one with the Wayne's World TV show and the journey it's going to go on. And that's the thing I right. think Porky's is missing is, yes, it's called Porky's, and at the end we're going to fight Porky, and we see Porky once before the big battle begins. But... They don't give you enough to bite onto in the first 35 minutes of the movie to know what direction this is going to go. And so then it just feels like sitting around listening to a guy tell stories and then at the end he tells the best story. Right. It's antics. The whole movie is just antics. Where are the consequences? It does feel like it feels aimless. But I think they correct it. Like Without movies like this, you don't get American Pie. You don't get old school. You don't get Road Trip. You don't get uh, Judd Apatow. You don't get people like that that make 40-Year-Old Virgin and, you know, knocked up. Like, those kind of movies were born from this kind of movie. Okay, out of all the movies you just listed, I know one of them. Okay. But that kind of humor was born from this kind of humor. Which is 40-Year-Old Virgin. Right. I do know of American Pie. Yeah. But... All the other movies that you referenced in defense of this movie, I don't know. Okay. Well, that's fine. I really feel like the, this era, the, the sex comedy era of the early 80s, would not exist after, uh, say, at the absolute latest, like 94, whenever on-demand cable starts to be a thing and people can see nudity from their television set. So, like, you don't need to necessarily ramp up the gratuitous nudity in a movie. And then also now John Hughes has come along and and changed what comedy can be and given it so much more Mm -hmm. substance that it's like, well, we don't need a movie full of nudity anymore. And also we, we need a plot. Like give me characters who grow and don't just like continue to antic. But this movie's a victim of what the recipe was back then. Like revenge of the nerds has, a minute plot and it's just basically well how many things can we do to these guys throughout the movie and then we'll show you the plot at the end but, but it happens in like Mr. Mom it happens in a lot of movies in the 80s where there's a there's an end goal but they they just do a lot of filler the difference though is in those ones where they do a bunch of filler at least you're seeing growth from the characters and that's why I brought up consequences because it's like from moment one these guys are jackassing around with their friends, and in every turn, nothing happens to them. Well, you get growth with the with the, the yeah, you get growth, but and also like there was some consequences. And like you got the friends that were like you know he got, he's a shithead. But... He got ejected from the basketball team for two games for being a shithead. Yeah, the but coach like was told he was going to be fired. I, I mean, one know. guy got his got his dick grabbed by a wolf, but then he got away. Uh, I don't know. And, it's, oh, and no consequences. You know, and like the right. cops watch the guy and with the chili at the thing, and I'm just like, oh, that's funny. But like at the same time, it's just another example of the kids getting You're away right. with it. There's absolutely no consequences. But I, 
The only one who has consequences. I'm thinking a lot of that shit happened in the, the 50s. The coach uh, who is eventually going to get fired, maybe, but he seemed pretty cool at that. And then the one, the mean lady, uh, mm-hmm. who at the end. She gets arrested. Gets arrested. So uh, she's the only one who has like real consequences. Kong? Mrs. Ballbricker. Ballbreaker, whoa. Ballbricker? Ballbricker. Yeah. But it's just, her. it's interesting. It's strange. I, one thing that really hit me this time, and I, I didn't, it didn't hit me as hard last time I watched it. As you're watching the credits roll, they're doing more of this same stuff. And if the credits weren't rolling, it would be indistinguishable from any other part of the movie. It's just weird because it's like they realize this is kind of a throwaway bit. We're just going to run the credits next to it. At the same time, like it's really no worse than most of the movie. Right. It's just weird. Well, I, I yeah. think I think the problem is is you say there's no plot. I think one of the plots, as loose as it was, was getting Pee Wee laid. <laughs> So, mm. in a way, he kind of looked at, yeah. Bob Clark probably looked at that as tying loose ends. <laughs> in the 1981 way, tying up loose ends. I mean, there's really... I mean, nothing yeah. says well-tied-up loose ends like him winning sex as part of a bet and yeah. then having well, to perform it like in front of all his friends. Like, I don't know, man. This movie's weird. I, I didn't say it had taste. It just seems odd. Like, I don't know. I mean, I've seen tasteless humor in a lot of places. And this, it's like, yeah, I mean, I I guess it's the thing where like, you know, what's the the folk song that says the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference, right? So it's like the opposite Mm -hmm. of taste isn't bad taste. It's like bland, no taste. In which case, yeah, it did Mm -hmm. lack taste. Huh. Oh, there's no taste in this movie. But it wasn't necessarily like bad, bad taste. Like it wasn't being done. Some of it was done like to be in bad tastes. A lot of it was just like, eh, it's not great taste, but it's also not as bad as it could be. We could go way worse. We're not going to. So what are the other three scenes? Well, you have the, the, uh, Polly, the penis. In the shower. Okay, yeah. That was, yeah. The principal's office. The principal's office. Get the sketch artist. That part's funny. I like that a lot. Well, I wanted to talk about that scene because that, that's the scene that I mentioned last week that I, I when I watched it when I was remind, a kid, remind like, I me. pissed myself. Like, it was... The principal's office scene where she's asking for the lineup? Yeah. That, uh, that, yeah, that, that w- scene and the scene where Lassie is howling and okay. the coach is laughing behind the mat. Okay, that scene went on... When the Lassie scene, <laughs> far too long. It was supposed to far, far too long. That's the joke. It's a running joke. It's not a five second joke. It's a, it's a running joke. It's supposed to be that way. It's orange. Glad I didn't say banana. Yeah, it's Basically. that kind of joke. Yes, but it, it, I love it because it, it the build up of the coaches laughing. The coach like literally. Losing his shit, and the kids like Pee like Pee Wee can't even catch the basketball. Like they're just to me, I it was a nice little window in on these little these characters. But if if you hate it, then you don't see that. I don't I don't hate it. I just you're not going to see anything I about, about this movie, yeah. right? Because you're you went in this thinking you were going to care for these people. No, well, I mean. I don't know. I, I they don't I, do I don't anything know. to care about. I like had high, I had high hopes. 
They're shitty people. When when yeah, like when you think it's gonna be a sex comedy, like those are two things that I I really like. Again, it's been done a lot better since. Yeah, like American Pie and like you watch American Pie after watching this, you're gonna go, okay, I see the influence, but I see the all out, you know, two hundred percent improvement. Because yeah. it's kind of like watching Scream. You could watch thirty five slasher films. And Dan will say, "Well, you know that's good because there's maggots in it." And listen, but then you watch a lot of these. uh, A lot of those Jason movies were like really, really bad. Right, but what I'm saying is, when you watch a someone who takes that formula and then gives it the love that you guys are talking about, you get get Scream. Yes. So is American Pie the Scream of sex comedy? It's one of them. Okay. Would you agree with that, Dan? Or it's your silence is it's pretty good. It's a lot better at character development. Like you care even like twenty minutes into the movie, you care about a lot of these characters a lot more than than you do right. here. And a lot of that just comes down to how That's much correct. screen time they gave individual characters instead of just big groups of goofy kids. Well that and I mm. think when you're talking about the early two thousands, late ninety nines, they cared more about character development. In the 80s, we've discussed this multiple times that, yeah, they could have done that, but they didn't. Yeah. Because back then it wasn't about, uh, well, let me see uh, that kid at home and see his dad do a 20-minute buildup of character development and his relationship with his father. No, we were going to do it the 81 version where we're going to show you who he is by showing him drunk on a motorcycle. And we know he's an asshole. Like, we're not going to get into the whole detail. And that's what they did back then. Nowadays, if they made Porky's, they would probably show more of his relationship with his dad and that, that arc. There would be more arcs. Okay, in 81, so, there's no, mar- no arcs Yeah, so movie. 81, blame 81, I guess. Maybe that's fine. Or 82. I would blame the genre more because they're not going to, they're going more the Blazing Saddles route where it's like, okay, right. we have... We have this underlying racism tone, but we, we want to keep it light. Well, and they, I mean, Blazing Saddles was way better than this. Well, of course it was, because it's Mel Brooks. Way better. Well, and you had characters who... Well, I wasn't comparing it to either. Back into. Yeah. You know what's weird? Uh, you look at Black Christmas, and I think oh you have God. better character <laughs> development than oh you God. do in this movie. You have two or three characters who are your main guys... <laughs> And right away, Margot Kidder jumps out the screen, right? Olivia Hussey, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is her way through the movie. And then you look at Christmas Story and you have the, you know, fantastic character development there. Um, smaller cast, which helps. But I think yeah. the thing that I'm noticing as I look through the credits on these, Bob Clark only did like the screenplay touch-ups on Black Christmas and on Christmas Story. And I think maybe we found like the weakness in Bob Clark's mm. arsenal. Maybe you don't let Bob Clark write the whole movie. Maybe you let somebody else write the story first, and then well, let Christmas Bob story clean was it up. Source material was it not? Uh, it Gene Shepard wrote that. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's based on helps. somebody else's <laughs> book, and Bob Clark makes a screenplay based on it with the help of the author. So you're not held back by whatever Porky's is as far as storytelling mechanics. Same with Black Christmas, at least it's based on somebody else's script. So we were singing Bob Clark's praises last week, but maybe maybe not the strongest writer, but still a good director, you know? 
he made the the stuff that happened in Porky's very memorable. I don't know if he's a good director. I, I found out he he also directed Rhinestone. <laughs> I've never seen Rhinestone, and I don't oh, really don't plan on it. seeing it. No, don't watch it. Doesn't... It's bad. I'll get. I'll give George the premise. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is bef- is through a bet, kind of like Trading Places. Through a bet, Dolly Parton has to turn this truck driver into a country star. So you get okay. S- Sylvester Stallone learning how to sing country music. Oof. Yeah, it's bad. Woof. And yeah, it's it's really <laughs> it's really bad. Even though Dolly Parton's in it, and I love her. It's so bad. Yeah, actually, Dolly Parton is is one of those people that like exists in our lifetime that like everyone should appreciate her. Yes, agreed. She's one of the. She's one. Yeah, of there's like people. a movie called Nine to Five, which is is a great movie, but is dated, and you'll probably hate it <laughs> because <laughs> no. it's it's it, but it's 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 ahead of its time for when it came out. What is it called again? Nine to Five. Nine to Five, and it's and I won't like it because it's dated. I just don't know if you'll like it. Does it have a plot? Yes. Then I'll like it then. Oh. Probably. But I like I dude, I like plot. old movies, man. I like old movies. I like old books. It's, not an old it's movie. gotta be it's like from, it's from the same time period. Okay. Well, I mean it's, it's just gotta it's just gotta be good. That's all. Yeah. I like old stuff. I mean everything new is just a revamp of like you know, old stuff anyway. And I'm not even talking about like stuff from the eighties. I'm talking about like you know, like I don't know. It's one of those ancient movies Greece that you, or whatever. Like we might it's not, all the same shit. We probably wouldn't again. do that show. Do it on the show. What? Nine to five, but it's worth watching because it's got Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Dolly Parton, Dude. Dabney Coleman. It, like it's a good cast. You guys showed me a black and white movie from like 1960 called Psycho, and I liked it. Well, it's one uh, of the I'm, top I'm not, ten best films ever made. So yeah, I mean, I'm we not, yeah. went and kind of read over the plate on that one, but. Yeah, but like yeah. it's not just you we know kind of used a, a a top one hundred list on that puppy. Yeah, I know, but like <laughs> dated, like what's quote unquote I mean, dated, dated like, mean? Does like bl- this I mean, is dated? Black like, and white is dated. Shoot, like content, content dated. You okay. might sit there and go, okay, this is way eighties, and I don't like it. Like it's just possible. I did like the prank call bit. That was pretty funny. I liked that how was... I could see. The germ of what eventually becomes Moe's Tavern. You yes. Know, even like some of her, you know, the, the buildup that she uses in the bar use, is adopted by Moe on The yes. Simpsons. So that's fun. That, that, that scene was, I, was another one. I still don't get the joke, though. Iconic. Can you explain it to me? What was, I What's don't, the joke? I don't remember any of this. It's some guy named Michael. Huh? I don't know. It just. Michael, Michael Hunt? Everybody's laughing and I didn't get it. Can you explain the joke to me, Travis? Why do I have to explain? What oh. are we talking about? Everybody was laughing, it? and the lady kept saying yeah. the guy's name, and I I know a lot of guys named Michael. I don't think it's that funny. Well, she didn't say Michael every time. Oh. And then she says, has has anybody seen Mike Hunt? I'm kidding. Mike? I'm, yeah, of course. I'm just yeah. fucking with so you. But. It's, and then, Mike? And then Tommy's like, or no, I think Meat said, I believe everybody here has. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah 
What about Ben? Slut shaming. I know Dan. Yeah, there's a lot of misogyny just kind of like built into this culture at the time. Oh, yeah. I don't, I wasn't there. I don't know how. So I'm surprised you even said that you wanted to watch this. Well, it's interesting. It's a. a, I wasn't sure I was getting set up and and now I realize I was. No, it's, I mean, I went in (laughs) thinking I liked it because last time I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. But yeah, where's the beef as far as the plot goes? George doesn't get that reference either. What? Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Uh, I thought I did, but maybe I, I don't. It, I think the problem is there's too many mini plots, like little snippets that really don't tie together until you get to the end. So that's when you're saying, why did we wait that long to get to the point? Because it's I, called Porky's. If it wasn't called Porky's, you wouldn't be waiting to find out who the fuck Porky is. Right? It should be called Pee-wee's. It should be called uh, Pee-wee's Small Adventure. Small Adventure. That would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> Pee-wee's miniature adventure. So the principal scene. Okay, so the principal scene is the one that made you piss yourself. For real. It's a four and a half minute single shot. Yeah, scene. that w- I, I noticed that. Single it's, shot. It's impressive. It's stage humor. It's like a play. It's very good. You can't disagree. Okay. No, no, that, it was very me, good. I don't disagree. That, w- that was funny. I was... I, and the fact that the old man... Mm-hmm. <laughs> is seeing them I mean he's hearing Dude, their laughter I can't think I can't think about the scene without laughing right. and then it her, was good I agree her yes she's like you she's can see it in out her of face control. she wants to laugh but she's not like the two of them aren't breaking but yeah. the other three are freaking well the older guy put is Jimmy not. Fallon in that room it's ruined oh, it's over it's ruined ruined it's over. yeah it's, it's really ruined. it's a unique scene because it's like the rare organic laughter <laughs> of a stage play yes. in a live audience, kind of. I'm laughing but without right now. Jimmy Fallon there to just break too early and ruin everybody's mood. Yep. It was good, man. That was a good four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I mean, the movie's got a lot of funny slapstick stuff, but... I just, you know, if you just... What do you always say? They're not all going to be gone with the wind or whatever. They're not. And it's fine. And it's, you know, it it does the thing. Uh, I just wish that... I mean, it wouldn't have taken much to establish Porky as the big bad in the first 10 minutes and Mm -hmm. establish that plot and then have that looming over them as they're getting into hijinks, but also planning the revenge, right? You could have made that work and they just didn't. absolutely. And I don't know if that's a sign of him as a writer or where the state of comedy was at the time, but I think it probably was the state of comedy at the time. Cause a lot of movies back then it started out just like this, where it's like, okay, we're going to build, we're going to build a, u- a universe of students and then put them in situations. Okay. So let me, all right. What are all the different plots we had here? Cause I, there was the, the racism is bad plot. Right, right. Which, which I can think of a lot, a lot of movies. Okay, I can think of so many movies, so many movies that did it better, way better. Um, in context, so not so many. Um, racism is bad. I already gave you one example. Um, there is trying to get Pee Wee laid. Yeah. There's the prank battle between Pee Wee and Wendy. Okay, constant prank battle. Uh, there's so, the setup. Setup. The first plot is them to set up 
their friends to be to think they're going to get killed by that okay huge guy with the machete. Mm-hmm. That was the first guy with, the guy with subplot. the gold teeth. Yeah, it was the first subplot where it's like, oh, we're gonna, I won't, we're uh, gonna trick these guys, almost like yeah. an initiation college. They're initiation gonna shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's funny about that scene? I'm just, I'm. What I'm trying to do is, I'm trying to think of movies that took each of these little subplots, right, and did them really well. Well, it's gonna be hard for you because you don't have many references. Well, that's why I have yeah. you two. Well, I don't know. I'm sure there's plenty. Trying to think of uh, I like know. I think forty year old virgin, which I uh, I have seen that mm-hmm. is brilliant. wonderful as far as a getting pee wee laid. It's a brilliant movie. Movie, yeah, right. Um, but like you said, maybe you don't. But have it that also if you has don't have this. Actually, that's a good example movie because it also has the uh the subplot of the the four characters trying to one up each other or trying to. You know, like Seth Rogen's characters trying to uh, teach. I haven't seen it in a very okay. long time. Yeah, a lot of the things in this movie are in that movie. But I remember how it but made done me feel much better. Right, the sex antics are there. Mm-hmm. You know, him trying he put on like what thirty-two <laughs> rubbers. <laughs> one's Carell, on his man. one's on his toe. <laughs> like she's like, oh my god. You know, the daughter. One thing that I kept coming back to with Porky's tonight, it felt like. A clip show from a really interesting, like freaks and geeks, but made for HBO type show. Like, here's the best of clip show hour and a half from two seasons of an HBO unrated sex based high school show. And then it's like, oh yeah, we hit all the high points from the show, the the nastiest bits from this two seasons of TV. You're right. Yeah, you're right. That's it, exactly it also, what it felt like. But the argument could be the same argument that you always use for not so good 80s slasher. I learned films. it from watching mm. you, Travis. They they were <laughs> this movie was one of the first ones. There are tropes, but there are tropes because of movies like this. He's got a point. But like, is this the first though? It's not the very first, but it's like it's the it's the it's in a group. Of movies that kind of didn't. It's a representative of a of group that of movies that. It's not a. Ro- that did this. Yeah, it's not a romantic comedy. We might need to do the uh, Psycho to Chainsaw to Black Christmas to Halloween on this one. We might need to at some point watch an Animal House. Yeah. Find some I'm more cool kind of bombastic comedy. Because they've been doing comedy since the 20s. We just have to find something yes. more in this vein a little bit before to see if. Well, we're not this talking movie- about comedies. I want to know We're if talking this about movie. Sexual I want to know if this movie grows comedies. on what was already being done in comedy, or if this is right. just a poorly done comedy that succeeded because it had a lot of boobies in it. That's what I want to know. Didn't even have that many. Yeah, boobies. there really wasn't. Other than the shower scene, there was hardly any. Well, but compared to the '60s, it was a ton of boobs. Right. So, you know, yeah. we just—I need to see more. I need more evidence. I need to go on this journey because this isn't one I've ever intended to take right i've seen animal house i've seen this i've seen private school and yeah so dan has to start piecing together the timeline you gotta do the narrative find a few jollos with (laughs) with some sex comedy he's gotta find some (laughs) italian and french movies that that come out like the year before each of these yes he's got to be invested right now he's not (laughs) invested He's yes. just like, he says, fuck it. What's yes. the next horror movie we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, stop with these comedies. We all know who we are. 
Uh, <laughs> Live your but truth, man. W- without this movie, you don't get a Christmas story. Uh, you don't. The, don't, agre- the don't agreement you? he had was if he makes Porky's 2, they'll let him make a Christmas story. All right, so Porky's 2. No, he had to make Porky's 2. Without Porky's 1, you don't get Porky's 2. So the success of this movie uh, okay. gave him the green light to make a Christmas story. Just saying. A Christmas Story is a very good movie. It's it's a classic. It's instant, the, it's, instant classic. Yeah, it's very good. I think a lot of what makes Christmas Story great, and I never considered it until I watched Porky's fail at this, but uh, <laughs> Christmas Story taps into the universal familial doesn't matter your background. It doesn't even really matter mm-hmm. what country you grew up in, right? Like this isn't necessarily, it's mm-hmm. an American story, but there's so much of this even, you know, in France, right? We talked about France a lot this month. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, no matter where you grow up, you've got a mom and a dad, or at least a parental figure of some sort. You've got mm-hmm. siblings or something akin to siblings. Like it doesn't take a lot of shoe leather to get you into Randy and to get you into right. Ralphie. And so, and there's, the depression struggle is, is, is pretty universal, too. Yeah, like, so yeah. you've already got, like, this built-up kinship with the characters, and then they can go on their antics while still growing toward this big plot, right? There's an overarching right. cl- plot from the beginning, and also you have character growth. Whereas in Porky's, not everybody was a horny 17-year-old in the 50s. And so it's like, already you're like, okay, these are characters I will see, but maybe I'm not going to feel you know, part of this group. And then from there, they forget the plot until the very end. I I think why this movie has so much appeal to my generation is we were brought up on Happy Days reruns where innuendo did occur, but because it was television. Yeah, it was much more nuanced. Right, it was more, uh, you know, very obscure references and this and that. Which I I prefer, actually. Especially I with do. that era. Like, you know, <laughs> you go back to Leave at the Beaver and they make a joke of that in the 80s many times where, she, where June is like, I think you've been a little hard on the beave. Like, mm. you can't in the 50s, 50s television make those comments. But when you listen to like 50s music, you know, Under the Boardwalk, like a lot of the music back then still oh, yeah, dude. has sex and drugs. All, and all music stuff, is about but sex. But it was very nuanced, like you said. With this movie, it's like it was almost like if Happy Days let their hair down. I shouldn't say all music. I should say you want to see Richie, Cunning- Richie Cunningham, uh, who is Pee Wee. Yes, you yes. want to see you want to see them let their hair down. You want to see Fonzie, who's like you know meat or whatever. Like you're seeing Happy Days characters, Potsy's Ralph Mouth. You're seeing all them in this movie in a different light. So I think that's why this movie did so well. Same thing with Laverne and Shirley. Like, Laverne and Shirley is a spinoff of Happy Days. And right. you get those female characters. And the female characters in this movie, even though it is a misogynistic movie, the female characters are very strong characters. I didn't care about a single one of them. No, you didn't care. But for the time period, you didn't get strong female characters. You didn't get people that stood up for themselves. You, didn't, you got a bunch of either, you know, damsels or... Did they stand you up know, for themselves, though? Because that one had yeah, to bang that guy on a bed. I think they did. Who, in a weird way, like, Wendy always had control. That one stripper beat that guy until the bouncer came and beat him worse. 
But other than the stripper smacking the guy, I don't remember any woman actually standing. I well, mean, some I of them I went toe to toe on the gags, right? Like that one ran around with the giant prophylactic, which was hilarious. But yeah, you know. <laughs> but like when Wendy, even though she was a, a tool for whatever sexual joke or whatever they were going to do or bet she what she had control she could choose not to do things and she did them uh last lassie stands up to pretty much everybody she's you know, she, she does get up in the I, see, I just i breaker. just saw her laying down mostly but that only happened once she gave it back to ball breaker pretty good she gave it oh yeah she, she was, did she You're was right. i just think that the in an eight, 1982 way you think about 1982 there weren't many strong women characters in movies. Like like Dan said, there's a lot of misogyny in this movie and all the main characters are men. But you get a Wendy in there, you get a, a Honeywell, you get Miss Ballbreaker, you get these characters that are, like, she's basically a fascist Nazi in this movie. And she's pretty much in control of everybody's life. She's not, like... She's she, not, re- she reminded me of the... Uh, she's Nurse the, Ratchet. She's Nurse Ratchet. Oh, are, I was thinking of the movie Matilda. Okay. What's the... Uh, oh, the headmistress lady? Yeah, whatever her, her. That's it she reminded me of. Hey, so, you know, one thing that we need to address, and I don't think we have 100% yet, the nostalgia for the 50s, not just from Happy Days, but just in the culture in the 80s. You know, this mm. nostalgia mm. for the before the 60s, before the 70s, before it got weird, you know, when things were more simple, is going to be stronger in the 80s than any time since. Just like we now look back at the 90s, like my kids are big Pearl Jam and Stone Temple Pilot fans, and they think today's music sucks. Your kids are so cool. I do have cool kids. They also say new metal sucks, which hurts my soul a little bit, but they're just like, ugh, new metal, ugh. And they're right. I mean, it does suck, but you know. But anyway, I'm not into I'm not into those genres of music that much. But if your kids think it sucks, it probably does. They're pretty smart. Uh, now, but here's the other thing, though. First episode of this show, we talk about Back to the Future, mm-hmm. which is littered with nostalgia for this exact period. Yes. And so, in a lot of ways, we're closing up. Season two by going back to the beginning again. Yeah, because there's a lot of tasteless humor in Back to the Future. It's very nuanced. Some of it is not. But some of it is not. Like when Biff's talking, he's he's basically all these characters in Porky's. Like Biff is Porky's characters. I wasn't sure if we were segueing into Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> Let's segue into anything else. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. Porky's two. The next no. day. The principal scene was funny. It was good. I th- and it was well acted for what funny. it was. Like Bob, Bob Clark said a lot of that s- shower scene was cut out because the movie was X rating. Like he said there's a part in that scene where Bullbricker is both feet up on the wall <laughs> pulling <laughs> <laughs> and they took it out. But that that would have been funny to That's see her completely funny. both feet on that wall. That's pretty funny. Um but that mo- that scene has to be outlandish or the principal scene doesn't work. Right. Because her deadpan talking about it, the mole, 
I saw the mole. Show me every mm-hmm. penis in the senior class, and yeah, I will tell you which penis I saw. She's like, bring bring in Tommy and five random students, <laughs> and, and I'll pick his out. And it's like, you just asked to look at six of your students' penis. It is pretty hilarious that she is like the Jason Voorhees in the brush at the end during the yeah. credits, and then immediately tries to de-pants the guy. <laughs> like, what the it's hell, wrong. man? It's wrong. Well, she wanted to be right. <laughs> she wanted to be right. How can it be wrong There's when one... you know she's so right? There was one other thing I wanted to bring up. Are you familiar with the show Webster? Oh, I have this in my notes too. Go on. Okay. So the show Webster, George, have you ever seen the show Webster? It was a, a little African-American boy that was adopted by two white parents in the no. 80s. No. Yeah. So then. None of this will matter. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Go ahead. Anyway, kind of pre-Huxtables, pre, uh, trying to think mm. of who, but pre-Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like that kind of fact. I see, I know both of okay. those shows. So you go about 10 years prior yeah. from that, mm-hmm. and you get the Webster TV show. Just a the, beloved the couple. The Webster TV show. Yeah, a beloved couple that takes in this kid, and kind of like Punky Brewster, which was another show back then. Mm. It was a big thing back then about adopted kids and almost like Annie inspired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Annie taking these kids out of their situation and putting Pippi Longstocking. Yeah, Alf. Alf. So yep, Alf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, small wonder. Like there was a lot of shows in the eighties that kind of dealt with adoption and you know kids being in families that weren't theirs. Yeah. So they were normalizing. Yeah, they were kind of the uh, the 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 odd family. It was also social justice in a way, like giving these kids who have had shitty upbringings are now sure in a rich house. A yeah, silver no, no, spoons. I don't, I don't say that in a bad way. It was like normalizing like any kind of family right, that was right. a family is cool. Yeah, like, silver spoons was another one. Yeah, where, like it, it was an eighties thing. So anyway, yeah, sure. Alex Karras, who plays the sheriff in this movie. The bad sheriff, not the hunky the one. The bad sheriff, not the good sheriff, not the hot one. Okay, he not was the one that's in he Black was Christmas. Terrible. He was a terrible actor. Prove me wrong. But go ahead. Terrible actor? Yes. Yes. Terrible. Remember how you said like if you're gonna cut somebody off? Yes. Like you have to like cut somebody off. When Porky was like covering his, his mouth, mouth, yeah. He was not even like he was delivering the lines to a point and then he would stop delivering the line because the hand was on his mouth but like and you have to continue to deliver <laughs> right. the line you have to know your character enough to continue that line even if it's not written right that's, that's what you're taught yes you know if your line is yeah but i mean he literally <laughs> the, the line was listen you li- listen motherfucker right right finish and that. it was mother hum- Right. Now, just to but be he fair, he needs to say George, under the hand. He needs to say, <laughs> like, yes. it, you need to hear that. Now, George, right. when most of these guys were in drama school or, you know, whatever it is that actors do before they go to be in Porky's, uh, mm-hmm. Alex <laughs> Karras was playing on the defensive line for the Lions. Yeah, NFL. He was an NFL football so, like, player. Oh, okay. You know, he was he busy. He got jobs because he was big. Oh, uh, yeah? I am going to, yeah. Uh, well, I'm uh, going to give you a little bit of mm, who he really is that's that a vine. you like. That's a Matt Bengal vine. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah? Hmm. <laughs> okay. Are you familiar with the movie uh, uh, Blazing Saddles? 
familiar with it, yes. Okay. I've seen the first 15 minutes of it like 14 times. Do you remember the character of Mongo? The guy who punches the horse out. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the sheriff goes, Candygram for Mongo. Yeah. Candygram for Mongo. Oh, Mongo. Mm-hmm. That's Alice Karras. It's the same guy. <laughs> he plays Mongo. Okay. So he kind of made a thing. He was kind of like a... He was a heavy, maybe like, essentially. Yeah, maybe when Hulk Hogan makes movies, you know what you're getting from him. The Rock's a little different. The I Rock was, has I some just thought of, That's exactly who I thought of. I was like, well, why isn't The Rock that Because The bad? Rock is a talent. He's He wasn't a football <laughs> player that, was, that got a job because he was big. He was... He's an actor who's big enough to play football. <laughs> There's a difference. Mm. Um, so yeah. Alex Karras did the show Webster. He was who's the father. The, who's the sheriff? Who's the sheriff? So he was good enough to do a TV show after this. The sheriff in this movie, the bad sheriff. Yes. Is the bigot. The, is the father of a little African-American yes. child in a sitcom. And a very nice guy. And his, his wife, wife on the, the show, mind, yeah. His wife on the blown. show. Oh, it's gonna get blown. It gets it's blowier. His wife in the show <laughs> gets blowier. Who is another really nice person? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Tell me all about her. She's in this movie as well. Oh, she plays the very first hooker that they meet before they're chased out. Uh, the uh, uh what's her what, name? What was her name? It's something cherry something. Yeah, cherry forever blossom. cherry, forever cherry. So. <laughs> She okay. is Alex Karras's. All right, so Forever Cherry and Sheriff What's His Face got together, and they adopted and they adopted a black, a black child. Yes. What makes it and even more interesting is that those oh, two. Oh, there's more. Yes. Oh, there's more. <laughs> okay, there's more. Wait, there's more. They're married in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. And they've been married for thirty-five years. Were they married before this movie? I don't know. Or did this movie bring them together? I think. Probably being on Webster brought them together. But then again, okay. they might have been on Webster because they were already together. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Do more research. Mm. Also, but he's just passed away, up. sadly. But they made it. Right. They were married till he died. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, they were married for a long time. 30-something years. And he's super charming as the dad on Webster. Like, he doesn't... Yes. He's a good actor on that show. And He's a good actor. I think he this movie he might have suffered from bad direction. Do you remember the one where Webster walked yeah. in on him changing a light bulb? Do you remember this one? Oh God! Because it's no. like they know that they realize that he walked in on them, and the discussion oh. is something like, "Oh no, he didn't walk in last night. It was Thursday night." <laughs> and they're like, "Webster, what did you see?" And he goes. Well, I walked in and you were in bed and he was up on a ladder changing a light bulb. And they go, oh, thank God. And he goes, I just have one question. Why were you naked? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen that clip in 30 years and it's just, it's good. The other twist to that show is Webster's playing like an eight-year-old. The the kid, Emmanuel Lewis, is playing like an eight-year-old boy and he's like kind of like the same disease that uh, Arnold from Different Strokes had. He's like 20 years old. <laughs> Arnold from Different Strokes. He just looked like a little kid. So he was playing like an eight-year-old kid, and I think he was like 16 or something. What's the real name of Arnold from Different Strokes? Uh, Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. Okay. I know who you're talking about. So he had he had the same... He looks like a kid, but he's not. Right. He's just... Right. Adorable. Yeah, he's just small. Just adorable. 
So Webster yeah. was adorable, and he was he was a big thing in the eighties, big enough that Michael Jackson brought him to the Grammys. Aww. God, I remember when Gary <laughs> Coleman died. Yeah. So picture in 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 picture in this movie. Uh-huh. Archie Bunker and Edith Bunker uh-huh. playing a stripper and a and a racist sheriff. <laughs> yeah, basically. And that's well, it's not might might not be a stretch for Archie Bunker, but um, no. I'm trying to think of uh, Lucy and Desi Arnaz. Hmm. Picture them one playing a stripper. It could be either. Yeah, or. I was gonna say not Desi the one you expect, but yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, let Desi be the stripper. I don't care, and then <laughs> Lucy can be the uh, racist sheriff, <laughs> but it still would be weird. <laughs> I don't know, uh, yeah, so that Luc- was when Lucille, I saw her and Lucille I saw ball she just reminds me too much of like my mom, your mother, yeah, yeah, and your sister, yeah, bit. exactly, yeah, she's very similar. Now I hear you. she's very Warner pick pick somebody <laughs> else Lucille ball is very Warner, I mean, I, I love her because she reminds me of my mom. Like Lucille Ball's like, well, so awesome. does Jamie Lee Curtis, which is creepy. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> oh, yeah. the things we learned in season two, guys. Uh, the things yes. we learned. I mean, actually, the only thing that's similar with JLC and my mom is the hairdo. The hairdo. Yeah. Why did and and uh, and and uh, fair play, JLC had the hairstyle first. Yes, but if so, you watch a movie like Freaky Friday. Or I have seen Freaky Friday. She don't remind you of your mother in Freaky Friday? Uh, How many <laughs> Freaky Fridays were there? I don't know. Just that one. George, have you it's relocated with... to the red couch? I feel like you're laying on the couch <laughs> right now. I have to. It's the one with Lindsay Lohan. She played, yes, I've seen that mom. one. She was the mom in that one. Yeah. yeah, I saw it a long time ago. And, and then there was a movie. Oof. There was a God. movie that came out. A... Freud. Yeah, fucked me Freud. up just now. <laughs> There's a movie where all the parents get locked in the basement and the kids kind of make them stay down there because they're they're on the verge of divorce or they were what? divorced. It's Kevin Pollock and Jamie Lee Curtis. Can't remember the name of the movie, but she's plays that mother figure in that movie too, and she reminds me a little bit of your mother in that as well. So Yeah. It's there. Oh, man. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It'll get really uncomfortable. When you know what? You know what? No, no. It's not. It's not going <laughs> to ruin. It out of his it's head. not going to ruin a fish called Ma- Wanda for me. Okay. It's not. It's not. Okay. Trading places, it's though. Not. I don't. I haven't seen Trading Places. Uh, no, no. I have. <laughs> what was the one that I yeah. haven't seen? <laughs> it was a season about <laughs> no. four or five no, movies no, no, ago. No, I'm confusing it with <laughs> um, with the Tra- one that, True Lies. True Lies. Yes. Right. Trading Places. True Lies. That's yeah, okay. gonna. That will ruin you as well. What? True Lies? Yeah. For different reasons. Can we just talk about my favorite line in that movie? Real What's quick? your favorite which line one? in the movie? Which, which, which <laughs> line and which movie? True Lies. But no, no, we, we can't, can't talk about it. in the movie yet. Oh, come on. No. It's, okay, it's say it in French. Line. Say it in it's French. I don't know it in French. Fuck. You know what we need to talk about? It has been a few weeks since we've done a guns, guns, guns situation. Does he straight up shotgun that car at the end? Because if not, those are some very convincing special effects. I'm he thinking he really just blasted that yeah. car. And that was a yeah. lot of fun. I enjoyed you that. You know, part. I didn't even think of that. Now, he was in Black Christmas, that guy, that sheriff. Yeah, I think he, he was one of the... Uh, the good sheriff? He was one of the boyfriends, yeah. But which boyfriend he is boyfriend he? He's that- not the murder one. 
No, he's the one that uh kind of at the end. He's the one that was dating the girl that gets smothered at the very beginning. Oh yeah, because he helps the he helps Spoiler Michael alert. Keaton. Yeah. Uh, to find the <laughs> Mr. House. Mr. Noodle, Mr. Mr. Noodle, Noodle. pretending yeah. to be Michael Keaton. I love when people <laughs> say spoiler alert <laughs> after <laughs> they spoil shit. Like, well, a week after. I mean, fuck? everybody who's listening to this probably listened to that last week. So, yeah, I hate to even ask, where do we go from here? I don't know. I think we've watched a movie that had too many characters, not enough plot. I think we mm-hmm. need to go to a movie that has. Less Too characters in a ton of plot, and I think Castaway? we should go to the <laughs> movie that we were. It sounds like Castaway. The movie yeah. we were going to watch, Travis, for this episode before we switched everything up. Hometown favorite of yours? Okay, yeah, no, I'm good with that. It's it's not much of a segue, but it's a season finale, season premiere, man. Yeah, season it's finale. Let's a movie. Start season three movie. with a movie. Okay, called. We're gonna do a movie that. I don't think has ever suffered from the complaint of lack of plot or character development. Okay. Uh, it's something you've been wanting to watch for a while. Is it now? Yes. And we're doing this movie to save you from quitting the podcast because we've watched the I would never. <laughs> I would never quit the podcast. This is too much fun. Wait, what was the one we watched two weeks ago where you're like, I'm done? Where I told you I was going to quit the podcast. <laughs> oh, was, a, was it Deadly Games? Uh, no. He really didn't some, like Deadly Games. It was something yeah. French. Yeah, it was Deadly Games. Yeah. It was Deadly Games. Yeah. Mullet, liked. muscles, M- mullet kid. fire, okay. stabby Santa. Stabby, stabby Santa. <laughs> and poor dog. <laughs> the dog, bro. <laughs> the dog. <laughs> that dog, bro. Okay, so we're going to... Are we ending season two with this or starting season three with this? Well, it's going to be a new calendar year, so let's begin season three. We're going to start. Season three. With a movie. With a movie. That I've wanted to see. That you've wanted to see. It's been on my list. It rhymes with... Starts with R. Starts with R. Y. And it's Rocky. Shut the fuck up. Yes. Now, I don't know I'm if you know anything wa- about this movie. I'm finally going to watch Rocky. <laughs> I know... The only thing I know about it is, is uh, Sylvester Stallone's in it. What's he, what's he saying? What are you saying oh, I was humming the it's theme very oh, quietly. I'm doing the tiger. So, what did you say, George? All you know about this movie is that it's on film. Yeah. What do you know about it? It's about a boxer. Yeah. And he overcomes adversity, I think. I'm not sure. It takes place in Philly. It's filmed in Philly, anyway. What's the adversity? I don't know. He's, he's he not like that good. Handicapped? I don't know. <laughs> Does he really want to get into a nightclub and the big fat owner won't let him in? <laughs> I don't know. He's just trying to get laid or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> and his trainer's name is Michael Hunt. <laughs> no, I don't know, bro. <laughs> and they're always looking for him. I don't know. Can you believe? Huh? Yeah, okay. actually, we. Uh, I think everybody listening to this can totally believe that you have no idea what it's about. I don't know, man. I know he's a boxer, man. And I there's like scenes that I've seen like parody like running up and down the art museum steps. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've driven past the art museum like a bajillion times. Right. Cuz that's where I live. I you know, like anywhere I where I need to go in Pennsylvania, I go down 
the Schuylkill Expressway, yes. and there it is on the right. And there when I'm is. coming home from anywhere in Pennsylvania, there it is on the left. There it is on the left, <laughs> on the other side <laughs> of the Schuylkill. The but, damn Schuylkill. The Schuylkill. Do you know the love but, interest yeah. name? Can you think of that? It's Adrian. Oh, maybe. Mm, okay. Yes. Maybe that's Adrian. a sequel, though. You don't know. I know. I know. Yo, Adrian. Oh, okay. you know. Or, yo, Adrian. Okay. Or, yeah, it's something like that. Or hey, Adrian, or whatever he says. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I know that there's a bunch of these movies. And by the way, before I said that my dad was watching Rocky when I was born, being labored, mm. that was actually my older sister. Oh. That was the Rocky baby. Natalie? Teresa. Teresa. Okay. And apparently the story with me was I shit, was the, I shit the womb. Oh, nice. And my mom's water broke. Yes. This is, this is very personal. My mom's water broke and it wasn't clear, so my dad freaked yes. the fuck out. Yeah, merconium. Yeah, that stuff's and dangerous, we, man. So, but, but we, yeah, we figured that was a fun... But Waited. was your dad watching Porky's when you were born? No, I don't know what my dad was doing. I know, all I know is is he had four other daughters, mm. and he was fine. And then when I came, it was the only baby where he freaked out. Mm. But Teresa was the Rocky baby, and wow. I was the freaked out baby. You were the Marconian baby. Because I shit the womb. <laughs> Those those were some dank memes that you left behind. Yeah, I was two weeks late. Yeah, wow. man. According according so to my mother, technically you were born in a meme. You know what I was? I was too comfortable. Mm. Yeah, you just let it let it loose. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. That's what why you said. Would, why why would I? Why would I labor? Why would I birth? It's too comfortable in here. Kind of why you yeah. never watch any movies. Pretty much, Probably, yeah. yeah. He's like, you know what? It's pretty warm in here. I'm going to make it warmer. <laughs> <laughs> it's gross. Ugh. It's all gross, man. I'm going to have to cut so much of that out of the podcast. So I'm so <laughs> glad. Yeah, please. Please do. Whew. No one needs to hear that. The network's not going to let renew us for season three after that. Or just bleep it. Bleep everything. Ble- bleeps are Ble- funny. It is. They it ends up like funnier. a synth solo for the end of the song, yeah. or the end of the show. It's just. <laughs> it's like the ending of Private Parts. Well, I'm excited, guys, to watch Rocky. I haven't seen it in a long time. So you'll probably hate it. I don't know. I liked it last time. I think maybe I hated it last time. We'll find out next week. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> you'll find out next week on the Remedial <laughs> Film Class Podcast. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. Thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class Podcast. As always, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash remedialfilmpod. You can find us at Twitter and Instagram at remedialfilmpod. This concludes our Season 2, but we'll be back next week with Season 3, beginning with the classic Rocky.